Truth in Our Time by Arkham Dieg IV. Chapter 17 The World at War. With the Republic of Set formally or informally declaring war on the Lem Protectorate, the Moan Free State, and the Alliance of Independent Militarized States, it would seem the world was against them. And it was. However, due to their treachery and thus far staying largely out of the war, excepting a relatively insignificant deployment of officers to what, what had been the coalition, this would suggest that their military was less experienced than their many foes. But the elimination of the coalition's non-set officers, the entanglement of the Moan Free State in the Byrell Civil War, and the geographic removal of the Alliance of Independent Militarized States meant that they were able to make significant territorial, material, and experiential gains, mobilizing into the outskirts of Byrell, the Lim Protectorate, and the still ostensibly neutral Okawo Nation to the east. They engaged in barbaric slaughter where they could, raiding unprotected cities and blockading those with meaningful garrisons, which meant that their troops became exceedingly efficient at taking advantage of being the superior aggressive force. The Moan Free State continued to commit relatively minor support to the Burrell Civil War, but secretly was cycling its troops and officers through the conflict in waves, training the majority of its military to adapt to the terrible reality that was war in the Age of Nightmare Rock. This experience would later serve to save the nation from the set general, Morvius Octaves, death march to the sea. The Lem Protectorate was devastated by its capital's destruction, and initially put up little formal resistance to the set incursions. However, their acting High General Prophet Myla Aberdeen quickly mobilized what remained of the military and dispersed them throughout the countryside, where they would train the ever-loyal citizenry in the art of guerrilla warfare and how to survive Set's chemical warfare. Further, they launched their own counter-incursions into Set's territory and were the first to breach the initially ill-defended Death Camp Liddell. Although Allah's hers escaped the raid and temporarily relocated to Death Camp Dearth, the amount of Nightmare Rock that the Protectorate managed to remove from Death Camp Little and sell to all comers allowed their rebel military actions to stay solvent throughout the war and doubtlessly led to the initial proliferation of Nightmare Rock throughout the world. Meanwhile, the Alliance of Independent Militarized States had finished their initial necrotank models and were in the process of shipping them towards Burrell, with the intent of carving a path through the war-ravaged nation into the heart of Set itself. Unfortunately for them, Set had gained access to several of the Protectorate's port cities and was using these to field experimental Nightmare Rock-fueled metal ships. They moved comparatively impossibly fast and were equipped with depleted Nightmare Rock ammunition, fired for guns so oversized that they had an uncanny habit of destabilizing and sinking the ships to which they were attached. Due to this, over three-quarters of the initial production run of Necrotanks never even made landfall. But those that did carved a path of death and destruction through Byral and into the heart of the Republic of Set, nearing its capital in mere weeks. Unfortunately, at this point, its former capital was all but abandoned, and its capture by the forces of the Alliance of Independent Militarized States proved a futile strategic accomplishment. But what of the Okawo Nation, up to this point neutral and of little import in the war or the world at large? Their entrance into the war, forced from their relative solitude and isolationism by the Republic of Set's wrath intrusion on their territory, would shape the mid-war years in ways none could have predicted.